It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the End Time Tribune, covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy, in effect, chronicling the coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune. Very special broadcast tonight as we hold yet another End Time Roundtable. Tonight, anything goes. Uh, we're going to talk about whatever is on our minds tonight, uh, whatever uh, topic, End Time topic, uh, that anybody wants to talk about. So we're just going to really get into it tonight. Uh, we may talk about some timeline stuff that uh, I shared. I don't know, and it really doesn't matter to me. We shall let the Spirit lead. Uh, it will be under his direction tonight, so who knows what we'll talk about. So, ladies and gentlemen, I strongly suggest that you get your trays into the upright positions. Fasten your seatbelts. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if the Lord thy God gave me the start gun, we'd already be riding blazing for glory. Why, well, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. Let's ride.
welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this end-time roundtable. Uh, let's get everybody into saddle, shall we? Uh, tonight we're having a very old friend on the broadcast. Uh, good to have him back in the saddle. Uh, Derek, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and uh, let everybody know where they can find your Bible studies at. And uh, give us a ministry update. What have you been up to, anyway? Hello, everybody. This is Derek. You would know me as the, on the Facebook page, 1870 Bible Study. All of that information is actually still up, so everything is still there. Nothing has gone over there. Um, I have not been over there for a while, as the first generation I've had is no longer supported for pretty much anything. I can't get into anything anymore. Um, so until I buy another one, I'm not on there. But all the information is still there. Once I get me one, I'll be able to reach over there again. Um, as far as where I am now, actually, ministry has went more to the local area, working with people in my community, uh, doing Bible studies at the local church here. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much what I'm up to now. Uh, but you got to say, you can look up 1870 Bible study, the Facebook page is still active, the blog talk stuff is still active. I didn't, I just left everything over there. I just haven't been doing anything there in a while. know if you can pick me up um i know you're scrambled on my end and i'm not certain where everybody else went either yeah i can hear you fine brian this is yeah i can i can hear brian fine too 1870 why don't you just hang up and call right back in okay yeah because you're very scrambled all right uh clinton why don't you uh jump in and uh Tell everybody about your ministry. We have no idea how many new listeners we've got. Um, so describe your ministry, and uh, then we'll get Brian to jump in here. And uh, hopefully 1870 will call back in with a better connection. Yeah, hopefully uh, the connection's a lot better when he calls back in. Uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation and talking with everyone uh, on a special broadcast. Um, you know, those who have been listening uh, have got to know me a, a little bit. Um, and, and you can always find me on uh, clintoncowatch.com. Uh, my last name is spelled K-O-W-A-C-H. Um, and you can uh, also follow me on Twitter, where most of the news broadcasts are, or the news articles are placed as well. Um, and I, I guess the, the best way to kind of describe uh, my ministry is, is you know, just 
trying to help educate and, and let as many people know what is going on and what time it is and, and how we can, uh, you know, combat this time in, our, in you know, a godly way and how we can actually see and prepare for it, too. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be here and, and uh, ready, to, ready to have the conversation time. Excellent. Let's, uh, let's check 18 uh, Bible study again. Derek, do you have a better connection now, buddy? All right. Well, let's try it. Does that sound any better? Oh, yes. Yes, you are excellent. Why don't you just start over and describe uh, everything that you did before because I couldn't understand a word you said, which is no big deal. Nope. Uh, so just say everything you said uh, one more time because I need to hear it again anyway. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So, um, 1870 Bible Study, I hope you guys all know me. Uh, Facebook page and all the blog talk stuff is all still active. I just don't have access to it at the moment uh, because I use an old first-generation iPad, and it has it is long since outdated and is basically a paperweight at this point. So until I get another one, I can't get back into that information, But uh, except for very rarely I can get it to connect. So just frustrations with technology, I guess, is why I don't know that stuff anymore. It never was. I don't have uh, Brian over here living in Georgia with me to help me out with that. So, uh, yeah, so uh, as far as ministry is going, though, working in a local church, uh, actually working with people in front of me, teaching Bible studies there, which is interesting. It's nice to be able to do this and actually see the reaction on people's faces because I can tell if um, – Losing them if I'm over their head, if I'm boring them to death. And I've actually found that quite interesting. It's a different dynamic compared to what we've been doing for all the previous years with the blog talk stuff and all the other ways we've done this over the years. So, But enjoying life, to say the least. Well, good deal, Derek. Yes, you learn quite a lot when the sheep are right in front of you. You get they feel a whole lot better. So that's that's good stuff, man. Um, I need to get back into that, and I'm planning on getting back into that here pretty soon. All right, Bri, uh, who are you anyway? Uh, where do you come from, and uh, where can people find your stuff? Who am I and where do I come from? I think I wake up every morning asking that question myself. Oh, boy, who am I? Well, I'm Brian. I live in good old, uh, well, just outside of Madison, Wisconsin, in the midst of some rather peculiar, um, I'd say, uh, how do we put this? Dominionist uh, movements and so on and so forth and a whole lot of other high strangeness. And where do we Boy, find that me? another statement? Yeah. <laughs> and you can uh, track me down at overtattentionshow.com for my website. People want to get a hold of me. It's thebandsoftime at gmail.com. Uh, Matthew and I also have a YouTube channel under that same name, The Bands of Time, from some material we were doing over the last couple of years. And uh, that's it for now. I'm kind of in the background looking at something because... Well, I'm highly concerned about developments as of late, and I'm hoping we kind of will go into those areas tonight. Well, we probably certainly will, um, most certainly. But let's start to shindig off. Um, 
Derek, did you have any uh, topics you wanted to talk about as far as end-time Bible prophecy? Uh, anything you felt like uh, needed to be covered right out of the bat? Well, uh, no, I would guess... Um, no, I looked over the chart you sent. Like I said, I think we're uh, you know still pretty much stuff we've all covered in the past. Uh, definitely feel like if you wanted to pin our generation down right now, then uh, you know we're in the time leading up to the end, to say the least. But also understand every generation has always thought that, as they should, because you know that whole you know the wheel of uh, the way God works that keeps you know repeating over and over again to the same pattern, so that we won't be confused when the end actually happens. Amen so, yeah, that's, to that. I mean, that's what Amen I meant. to that. So yeah, let's roll. All right, let's uh, let's get uh, let's pull Clinton's chain. What's up, buddy? Is there anything on your heart you want to talk about tonight about Bible prophecy? Any topic will do. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, one development. I'm, I know Brian uh, said that he has some stuff that came out today, but I don't know if, if you paid attention to the news today. There's just a massive barrage of of craziness that was coming out. And, and one of those was um, a tech company in Wisconsin um, is, is starting to put microchips into the hands of, of their employees. Um, and, and this is actually uh, from the, the New York Post. Um, and, I mean, the, the title is this tech company will start microchipping its employees. And it, it says that a tech company in Wisconsin is gearing up to become the first in the United States to offer microchip implants to employees. And more than 50 workers have already signed up um, so that they can make in-house purchases, open doors, unlock office equipment. And it says employees at three square markets in Rivers Falls, uh, which provides self-service uh, kiosks for break rooms or micro uh, like markets, um, are setting up to be implanted with a tiny chip that use radio identification, RFID uh, equipment, to allow them to go a wide range of tasks. And, and I don't want to read the rest of the article, but, I mean, this is a, a development that, that I've been watching for a long time. I mean, uh, you know, to kind of date myself a little bit, I remember uh, when I was in high school having to go to the library to uh, do research um, on the internet because it was it was a new invention and, and there was not a not everyone had a computer and I remember coming across a, a company called Digital Angel and uh, this this company Digital Angel um, uh, created uh, what's called Verichip and Verichip is uh, this this little microchip the size of a grain of rice um, that has developed and developed and developed. And, you know, through the years, they've, they've impl uh, implemented it into the, the animals, you know, the dogs. Um, so you, you can scan your, your dog and, and uh, you know, they, if they get lost, they, they can find you and bring you back. And, and it's, it's presented in, in that kind of crazy way. Um, and then since then, it, I've seen it presented uh, to where it's a good thing for the elderly, you know, where if the elderly, you know, wander off because they have dementia or Alzheimer's or, or, you know, just not quite all their faculties. Um, you can have this chip put into them. So that way, if, if they fall down, it has, you know, all, all you do is you scan it and it pops up a number and then you put that number in, in the computer and it'll have all their medical records or bank records, you know, what kind of medications they need, um, emergency contacts, everything that you need is based off of this little number that's in this chip. Um, and, and, 
we see that it's just growing and expanding. We, we know in, in Sweden, there's a, a company uh, that started chipping people back in 2015, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, the, the name of the company is Epicenter. Um, and it's, it owns 100 different firms, has 2,000 employees. Um, and they started implementing workers back in January of 2015. And, you know, out of those 2,000 employees, they, they've already had 150 of them just, you know, give up their arm or their hand or whatever it is to, to take this chip to be able to buy Snickers out of the vending machine. Um, <laughs> and, and this development is just, it's eerie and scary. And it's, it's something we, we all know is, is growing and, and it's moving towards this. Um, especially as there's a war on cash and there's a, a war on everything else. Um, with this development um, out of a Wisconsin company uh, that, that hits very close to home, I, I know uh, with Brian, I mean, you being up in that area, that hits really close to home. Um, so I just wanted to kind of start off the conversation and kind of see what you think of, of that development. Brian, why don't you take your first swing here at this topic of the mark. Uh, we all know that uh, plenty of ministries out there uh, for quite a long time actually have uh, indicated that this may well be the mark of the beast. What's your thoughts, Bri? Well, this has always been a strong point of contention, I think, amongst many and, uh, you know, the the one major point to uh, sort of, I guess, uh, make stand out is, well, for one, the mark of the beast to go out, we have to have a beast. But secondly, you know, maybe addressing how well our electronic devices going to work in that time after the great day of he who sits upon the throne. I mean, I think that might be kind of a relevant question to ask when addressing this circumstance, and I'll let you guys go from there with it. Derek, your thoughts? Well, I would say that is, uh, I believe with the chips, you're going to have a very hard time getting a good portion of this country to ever go along with that. In fact, they will resist it with every ounce they have. That being said, I'm leery of it. I'm not certain that is the mark itself. Uh, kind of what Brian said, too. With my studies of how things will go when we enter the 1260 days, the time, time, and half the time, I don't see that technology functioning anymore at that point. But at the same time, it's, it's still scary. It's close. Close enough that I can tell you right now, they ain't putting it in me. I ain't taking a chance on it. I know from Scripture that with the mark, you will not be able to buy or sell unless you take the mark. Uh, just looking at that seems to me that you would know you're taking the mark when you took it, whatever the mark ends up being. Uh, even if it ends up being the chip, you're going to know that's the mark when you take it. And, yeah, I'm still leery of it either way. I'm sorry. I'd rather just stick with simple stuff you can understand, and I believe the point that was just mentioned a minute ago, this really is the war on cash, uh, the war on currency, because once they can remove cash from the circulation, I mean, they can just redistribute wealth however they choose, no longer have to do it through Congress. It's just 
you can just digitize it and just add or take away zeros. So that's probably more or less what this is. This is the world cash, I believe. Uh, because they all know with the way they've set up the economy, uh, the way we're into stagnation as we are now, there's almost no way to pull up out of this. We are so far down the road of debt in this nation and really through the whole world that, that the only way to control it is to take over cash and just remove it. And then as they adjust currencies digitally, we'll, you know, the common people will never notice a difference, and that's the only thing I, I think they can do going forward, and that's probably where the chip will come into play there. My personal thoughts uh, echo exactly what all three of them had to say about this. Most importantly, uh, when it came down to Derek, he made it pretty clear and very uh, emotional. And I think that's what this plays hand in hand with. I think that when the writers are writing for glory, ladies and gentlemen, the best way to have a civil war is to do exactly what Derek just described. Now, we know the Bible tells us from the onset that there will come a day when they will throw their gold and their silver into the street because it's worthless. Now, so we've been awfully talking uh, about this, not directly, but ladies and gentlemen, this chip, I do not believe, uh, based on everything I know from the Bible, that technology won't even be working once we're kicked off our axis. Once we go back to a zero-degree axis, which is plainly described in the Scripture multiple times, I doubt very seriously that after the incursion of the fantastic power, as the Lord our God comes for a look-see, the events describing that is what modern physics would cause uh, would call a super wave event. I suggest you all look up the work of Dr. Paul Leviolette. I affectionately call him Dr. Purple. This is a <clears throat> well just imagine it this way. It is a solar flare from the sun, only its point of origin would be the center of the core of our galaxy. And it would literally make a solar flare from the sun uh, look like a mosquito bite. So with that in mind, uh, we all need to know that this is where this is going. Clinton has made it perfectly clear there's just absolutely nothing that can be done at this point with especially our fiat currency system. It is beyond the threshold. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, how many times have we covered on this program that the stock market doesn't even make sense? I mean, you go and look uh, at these corporations' earnings that have absolutely crashed since 2008. Ladies and gentlemen, how does their stock go up if their earnings are crashing? 
everybody knows this is just below the horizon. There is going to come a day the only way they will be able to control this is to make it entirely digital. And once they do that, I don't think the American population truly understands that they will have absolute and complete control. At any point in time, what you have to spend is exactly what they say you have to spend. Now, let's take a walk down memory lane, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't too awfully long ago that this happened to the other superpower, Russia. You need to fathom this in your mind. So on the morning that this happened, the currency was devalued 1,000 to 1. You need to understand that really happened. It, it really happened. These poor people, you need to imagine this. If you had 6,000 rubles in the bank on Friday, on Monday you had 6 rubles. Do you understand that proportion? That's real. That happened. The ruble was devalued 1,000%. Now, ladies and gentlemen, think about the ramifications of that. But once they have complete control of an electronic currency, they're just going to follow this, this, this train. Clinton just covered it the other day. Um, they're giving out cash bonuses. I can't remember which one he said, but this credit card company is, is, is giving these, uh, these businesses $10,000 to switch over to completely cards. Well, that's today. In order to have complete control, there won't be any cards. It's just the next logical progressive step. And a lot of people think, oh, no, it's going to be fingerprints. No, it's not. No, it's not, ladies and gentlemen. If you think your fingers can't be cut off to evade that, oh, my goodness. You're grossly mistaken because the Arabs are known for it. In Dubai, chop the finger off, peel the skin off, put it over their finger like a finger collet, and get into the nice fancy hotel. In order to have complete and absolute dominion over you. I know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry to put it to you like that, but that's what the American people want. The top 1% want the people over them to have complete control to be able to deal with the masses. So that's my thoughts on the matter. Is it going to have anything to do with the mark of the beast? Of course not. A chip won't send you to hell. Make no mistakes about it. When you take it, it's voluntary, and it's forever. Now, under the circumstances described about when that mark is taken, oh, ladies and gentlemen, you don't understand what's going to happen to you when God does not allow you to go into shock. 
You need to do your historical research, especially in the World War One and Two. I wonder how many of you don't even realize what super glue was made for. But ladies and gentlemen, when you can't go into shock, guess what normally happens? One of the first things that happens is as they go psychotic, they will chew their tongues to divert the pain. I mean, this is a common historical fact. But you need to realize that none of us can comprehend what God is going to do. But when God tells death to flee from you, don't you understand that you can't die? You can't die at the stake. Do you understand that? You can't die by committing suicide. It is the Lord and the Lord alone who exercises the authority to take back the breath of life which only he can give. So this is going places you can't even fathom. But imagine that state because a state of shock is mercy. There will be none for those that have chosen to go down this path. That's my thoughts on the matter. So that was a good place to start, uh, Clinton. Is it the mark of the beast? I don't think so. But you didn't tell everybody your personal thoughts. What is your personal thoughts on the mark of the beast, Clinton? <laughs> um, well, I, 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 of course, have a little different take. And, and part of the, the reason I have a different take is because of developments that have happened from things. Um, just take an example, for instance, the Patriot Act that was passed after September 11th. And the, the rules and the laws that were put in place uh, to where people can actually um, uh, that they can actually uh, search you, they can they uh, lock you up, they can throw you in jail without a trial, um, and they they try to expand into the Patriot Act too as well. Well, then you also throw in the, into the Real ID Act that was passed uh, by Bush Jr. in 2004, and the Real ID Act was uh, to put a natural you know a national like ID system um, in place to where everyone had a national ID card. Um, now, hidden inside the Real ID Act, it basically says that um, it is left up to the Attorney General, who is currently Jeff Sessions, who is possibly going to lose his job, according to the news today, uh, because he recused himself in the Russian investigation, and that's not working. But anyhow, the Attorney General will have the ability to determine what kind of biometrics are placed onto the Real ID. Either it's going to be a biometric placed on a, some kind of card or it can be implantable, and that is in the law if you look into it. Now, numerous states have fought this since uh, 2004, um, and what the federal government has done is they have threatened to take away uh, certain rights or take away funding. Um, and what I mean by the, the funding um, is you know, basically any, any federal aid that goes into the states. Um, for instance, like in the, the state of Minnesota, um, there was issues to where you couldn't use a Minnesota ID to fly out of the state uh, because Minnesota was trying to boycott the Real ID Act 
And it wasn't until recently in June that they finally came into compliance. And, and I believe they were the last state withstanding to not go along with this. So with the development of the chip, with the development of the Real ID Act, and then the interesting scenario of Obama giving over control of the Internet uh, to the, the U.N., um, that the timing was interesting, and it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense um, unless you throw into the whole issue of maybe a possible EMP attack, which is what a lot of people say may happen to the United States, um, which would take down all electrical grids, which would take down any kind of, um, you know, electronics, which I think Brian was alluding to earlier, which would then make, you know, any kind of electronic ID or electronic currency irrelevant for the United States, but not necessarily for Europe or the rest of the world. And that's where I think the, the disconnect is, is, is when you look at just the United States or if you look at the global picture. And when you throw the global picture in there, the, the, you know, the chipping or the Real ID Act or you know, the national ID that they're trying to push in, in Europe, those all factor into an interesting scenario that could lead in that direction. So that's my personal take on it. Okay. Well, a firm box that's you are standing on there. Yes, Derek, go ahead. I would love to add to something Clinton has said, to which I agree with him 100% here on what he's touching on. Uh, in the time that y'all haven't been seeing me, ironically, extremely deep Bible study has not been one of the things I've been reading on. Uh, well, of course, I'll always study the Word of God. I've been looking into the application of it through reading other sources, trying to see things through the worldly view, trying to understand it. Because as I mentioned earlier in the beginning, I've been working with people the way we have all studied for the past five and a half years as we've all been here together, maybe six years, either way, probably somewhere around 2,300 days, that we have all been together studying. It has been to a group who is very well-versed in the Bible. Now that I'm working with people who aren't as well-versed, I've been digging into things. Some stuff I've come across here. Um, trying to understand how to talk about the time of the writers, the time of the 1,100 days, the time of the – 1,100 days, of the 1,010 days, sorry – and of the 1290 days, this would be the time before the sixth seal. This would be the time where you possibly have some influence. Now, once the sixth seal happens, as mentioned before, all this technology, it isn't going to matter anymore. At that point, nothing I'm going to say now matters. But since we're before the sixth seal, you need – I feel I need to tell people how to survive in this world. We have a banking system that is very bad off. The Bible mentions – I've heard somewhere of 2,000 times about finances, about money, about how to handle things. Never once does it mention debt being a good thing. See, debt is actually the trap that they're using to the everyday person, especially in America. And now that this system of debt has spread throughout the rest of the world, that's the trap. If you are hearing my voice today and you are in debt, it's going to be a rough ride until the sixth seal comes. At that point, it ain't going to matter. It's going to be the same for everyone. But that is the big trap they have set up for you. So if you go back and look, Clinton talked about the Patriot Act 
and that did start it. But there's other things that happened too. Even after the financial collapse, even to what Matthew mentioned earlier, one thing I've looked into with stocks, the reason why they're still rising is if you remember all the bailout money, the stocks all went out to the banks, and the banks didn't invest that money back into the economy. They bought their own shares. They didn't invest it back into buying products. They bought on shares of their own company. Now, some things they did do is they went and invested in the oil industry. They offered loans. Uh, what do they call those loans? Sub, uh, I don't remember the term they use for the loans now. Uh, sub, sub, not subpar. Anyways, basically low credit rating, no credit history type loans. They offered those out, and that went into the oil industry. That is where we had the 2011-2012 oil boom come from. A lot of people got a lot of bank loans. This wasn't done with capital people already owned. They took out loan money, which was money given to the banks through the bailouts through 2008-2009. At the same time, that created another bubble, uh, subprime. That's the word I'm thinking of, subprime. So it also created subprime auto loans to which you were beginning to see – the burst of that bubble. It has already started. It is gradually coming. Uh, as I have several people who work in the automotive industry that I know and talk to, car sales from the manufacturing standpoint are falling massively. They have tons of built cars just sitting in lots. They're shutting down production. They're telling people basically don't come to work for a week. we got to stop producing cars. Nobody's buying them anymore. Nobody can qualify for loans because, let's face it, most of the vehicles now cost as much as a house. Uh, that was on the economic side of what was mentioned. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. The only hope you have today, please, you do everything you can to not be in debt. We don't know how much more time we have until the sixth seal comes. I, I mean it could be short. It could be years. I, I have no idea myself. Uh, you're going to need to survive some very tough time as the riders ride uh, if for no other reason than to be able to spread the gospel of Christ to other people if you're – yourself starving and not able to survive it, you're not going to be able to spread the gospel. Um, to another point, though, that was mentioned, Clinton mentioned an EMP attack. Something I found interesting is under – when Obama was president, Obama outlawed the use of coal and of diesel fuel by power companies. Power companies have massive amounts of diesel fuel and coal in reserves. The reason why they had that is that the cooling turbines at a nuclear power plant can take years to fully shut down. Well, once they outlawed all of the coal and diesel, due to emissions reasons, all these power companies had to get rid of their reserves. If there ever is an economic tech, within 30 days, if there is not – I'm sorry, economic. If there's ever an EMP attack under our current situation, within 30 days, if they cannot restore power – the nuclear power plants in this country will begin to go into a meltdown phase, and there's nothing we can do to stop them. We are wholly unprepared for an EMP attack against this country, and we have at least one enemy now that is very close to being able to do it without any repercussions from us. So in that respect, we are in bad shape politically against an EMP attack because I don't know how many nuclear power plants there are in this country, but there are a lot. And if they begin to melt down because of an EMP attack, we can't stop it. So that's what I had for that. <clears throat> Brian, your thoughts and comments? Well, well, I mean, there's a few things to cover here as far as uh, could grief, buried odds and ends in this. I think touching on the last couple of them is more relevant. Um, 
you know, a lot of people aren't aware of some of the legislation that has been going on behind the scenes with the infamous uh, Koch brothers who, well, their father made his money off of first propping up the Bolsheviks and the uh, Stalins. And then lo and behold, he decided he was going to also turn around and prop up Nazi Germany by giving both of them the refining uh, instruments to take care of the oil and gas. And it was a major, major thing needed by both nations. Well, those brothers are behind the scenes. They've basically been taking over all the courts, have pretty much a strong connection over the top of all the uh, Republican Party, all the different GOP groups, the different philanthropist groups, etc. Now, any of these laws that had been passed in the previous administration, this is why they wrote right away at the moment of the executive order that was put down within the first couple of days of office of this administration was that they could go through and get rid of any kind of quote-unquote redundant bills. With that, on top of it, this is why they pulled out of the Paris uh, Environmental Treaty. And they've nuked uh, all kinds of different environmental protection all over the United States at the same time. Because of the fact that the Koch brothers themselves, well, they're oil barons. And all of their money is coming forth from fossilized fuels. So taking that around on top of it, too, is I've heard about this whole infamous EMP attack idea being launched in the United States, but I think everybody kind of forgets something here. And this is the infamous, well, for one, the missile shields, the uh, good old infamous Star Wars program, and varied other odds and ends within this is basically everything had been set up in a way so that they could basically take down any kind of attack that was launched in us at us through any kind of missile borne event and give us first strike capability. And this is why you see, for instance, China is setting up on those different islands out in the South China seas. They've got the missile defense systems set up there. You see Russia is moving them around, giving them over to certain Arab countries as well to stop this capability that America has had for quite some time with this first strike capability because the mutually assured destruction doctrine, which everybody figured out that some one person launches a nuke, they launch a nuke, the entire world goes up in flames. So they figured out, well, to stop them, shooting off a nuke, we have to be able to shoot them down. And then inadvertently, they created the strategy of the fact that they can shoot down anything that comes our way. Therefore, that gives the United States first strike ability. This was a big no-no. And this is why you see all this strange stuff going on with these missile shields being put up, the great contention going on in South Korea, for instance, and all the way across the board. So... The EMP thing has been something that I don't know to a degree I think is off the table in that department, but I think people should be concerned about what happened earlier in the year through underground hackers who managed to gain access to power companies here in the United States. Well, they would have to walk in the door to flip that switch. Somebody did a little test run, and I don't know if that was our own people just seeing what would happen or if it was a foreign entity. And we don't even know for certain if it was 
an attack on the infrastructure, or so they say. But then again, how much later was it they launched the massive cyber attack all across the world that everybody got focused on the WannaCry aspect of it where they were had to send money through Bitcoin, but nobody got anything and nobody collected. No, that was a show of force to let everybody know with the flick of a switch, we can shut everybody down. The fact alone that the entire infrastructure of the whole world has become reliant upon the Internet is quite a dangerous little tactic, but we need to remember who created the Internet. And Matthew knows full well on top of it who holds the keys to that little switch. So this is, as far as these topics go, that's a very complex scenario. And, you know, to bring back into the topic, I think a lot of the things just stated here on the financial spectrum were very on the mark. At the same time here, folks, I want to remind you that, well, on that day, you can't eat your silver, nor can you eat your gold. And if you're going to be doing anything, get a hold of food. And not to mention, don't hoard it, though. If you have people coming around, because there's a heap of them in need in this stage all, all over the world, I try to figure out a way to have that food, not to mention have a way to get that food out to others or those in the rest of the world, because we know personally from letters we've gotten, there's multiple nations right now that are, you know, America's doing what they do, dropping bombs on them, because that's just how they, I'm not going to continue that statement. There's a lot of people out there that are in dire need right now, and they, are t- they attempt to contact the churches in America. The churches in America say, go away. We want to fill our coffers and keep putting money in our own pockets. So I'm going to leave it with that, let you guys bounce back around while I'm still pulling stuff up for the aspects that I kind of wanted to look at here yet tonight. All right, no problem. This is a real question, ladies and gentlemen. This is a real question. The Lord our God is quite clear. He tells us most emphatically that he turns the ten kings' hearts against her so that they burn her for him. Now the question is, how are they going to do that? That's a real question, isn't it? How would you go about doing that? Well, for one, we know line of sight, don't we? And everybody knows that in elementary school, everybody gets to look at a globe. And everybody knows that based on that line of sight, you can painfully turn... Mundus Novus, the new world, in just the right spot so that that's the only thing, even out to a lunar standpoint, that you see via line of sight. Now, with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, knowing that geologically speaking, You all need to understand that we have things much, much worse than an EMP. 
Ladies and gentlemen, on the End Time Tribune, Brian and I talked about, we informed you, of when they'd come up with a new missile that works just about like a Tomahawk cruise missile, only inside of it, it has a gamma emitter. It's real. Look it up. And if you wanted to burn Mundus Novus, be very easy to do so when we already have these weapons in production. Is it going to have something to do with nuclear meltdowns? Well, that doesn't constitute a burning, but that certainly would contaminate all the aquifers, no doubt about that. More importantly, just the Ogola aquifer. Let's just talk about that one. But the real trouble is all the ones that are along rivers, because then it gets into the hydrological cycle. You see, because when the water naturally evaporates and goes back into the clouds, it will naturally rain back down upon you. You don't realize that? <clears throat> it amazes me how the American people don't even realize that the American people as a whole never wanted nuclear power. Not ever. They didn't want it. Surely you all know that. But that's the real question on the table. How are the Ten Kings going to burn her? Because they are. And nobody knows about it. The Bible's very clear that they don't see it until. Mundus Novus breaks the horizon. And all the captains on all the ships see her burning. You know, that that means a couple of things, ladies and gentlemen. All the ten kings agree to burn her. Now, why would they do that? So, interesting proposals here. First, the Mark of the Beast. Boy, this is uh, led down the path. Nobody thought it would go, huh? Brian, we've got five minutes up before the break. Why don't you uh, talk a little about, describe what you're going to want to talk about after the break? Well, I mean, to state that we've had alarming, how will we say this, uh, events transpire right there in Israel, right around the Temple Mount. I know we've been talking about this a little bit on air lately. We've been talking about it a lot in private. Last night, something hit me, and when it hit me full force, I began to get very concerned. 
all considering what I know about the last 120 years, and I'm kind of glad that Derek brought that up too, and I know Clinton and everybody here has been looking down varied other paths trying to understand things and then reevaluate what we're looking at, and I mean to state it nicely, I think the more I've learned as far as the last 120 years of history are concerned, the more I've realized I'm an absolute dunce concerning what is to come. And have been looking at everything in obviously a whole new way, which we can kind of see from a few of the programs we've done over the past couple of months here. Today and last night, it kept bothering me. It kept bothering me. I knew that the answer was somewhere to be found. And I'm very concerned about what Mr. Netanyahu is about to do in Israel. And I had thought at first, no, this is nuts. This doesn't make any sense. Problem was, I found it. And if indeed I my suspicions are correct, folks, things are about to get really, really ugly. So that's where I'm sitting at. All right. Does anybody need to uh, get something off their mind before we go to break? I'm good. Clinton? No, I'm okay. Good. That means we can go into break with a clean heart, ladies and gentlemen. And I know exactly what that means. If everybody said their peace before the break, that means you're going to have to make peace with what we've said. Tonight, uh, we're going to uh, play uh, everybody's favorite song that studies biblical eschatology. Uh, for a break, we're taking a short one. It's only five minutes and 16 seconds long, but I hope you find it quite entertaining. Just a beast to teach And then there came along This Larry Norman song And as the credits rolled I was traumatized At eight years old Two men walking up a hill One disappears and one's left standing still I wish we'd all been ready Now I know it sounds insane But in my adolescent brain At rapture's date It seems that folks would be leaving 
at a 50-50 rate. So if I was with a person who wasn't quite as good a Christian, it was clear that I'd be raptured and they would be left here. But if I was with my mother, my sisters or my brother, I knew without a doubt that they'd be taken and I would be left out. Man and wife asleep in bed, she hears a noise and turns her head, he's gone. I wish we'd all been ready. Now there's a real good reason not to marry someone better than you are. That's plain to see, but I married up so it's too late for me. And so the thought occurs inside my head Every night when we get into bed Will I awake To find her body gone And her clothes all laid out straight Cause that's the way it happened in those films I guess you're naked when the Lord returns It makes me quite self-conscious And to be honest just a little bit nauseous There's no time to change your mind The sun has come And you've been left behind Now there's that little phrase That brought us Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins Their books brought that rapture back Into my postmodern thinking I thought I'd pushed aside that childhood terrified by the last days I have to say It's like I'm trapped inside an eschatological maze Is it pre-trib, or post-trib, or pre-millennial, post-millennial, amillennial, pan-millennial Preterist or, or vegan And what if I'm wrong? But if I want to believe in a holy, sovereign king, is it just a cop-out to believe that he has control of things? Tom, the time is now at hand. I hope that you can help me understand. I think I might be We've braved the lines, we've seen the signs. Now what does Daniel say about end times? Come on, for Pete's sakes. That was good-hearted fun. <laughs> I have I never heard that. Get... That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that Who is. Who sings that? I love that. That is first-rate That is first rate stuff right there, Red. Um, I don't know who did that. My daughter found it, and she um, 
jacked at the MP3. She said she got it from a YouTube video, uh, so it was done live okay. at some at some church. But uh, anyway, I will ask her and get it to you, Derek. That is uh, that's good stuff right there. Oh, All right, I, was, Brad, I, was, I had on? to mute my phone. I was laughing so much. <laughs> All right, Bri, uh, what's going on in Israel? What is happening uh, at the center of God's eye, anyway? Well, this is a very complex scenario. As everybody knows, we did a couple of programs a few weeks back now here, where 2017 and 5777 were encoded all over the place within it. And lo and behold, in the prep for that show, well, we came to find out that already some very disturbing things were happening right there on the uh, Temple Mount at the uh, Dome of the Rock. And from what we ended up turning up is that many of the um, people that are aligned with the right wing there in Israel and here in the United States had been doing some very alarming things. Uh we found out that there was a string of sacrifices that were happening all over the place throughout Israel. There was a sacrificing of sheep going on. We had, they were sacrificing goats. Uh, they had broken, had went into the uh, Dome of the Rock several times. And on top of it, one day we kept quiet about it until we could confirm the fact that a, well, a whole bunch of uh the different Arabic people that were showing up at the Dome of the Rock for varied religious purposes had been shut inside of the doors. They were firing rubber bullets and all kinds of other stuff on them. And just absolute pandemonium was breaking out. And we kept quiet about it until we could confirm it. And of the strangest places to find out that this actually happened, the Temple Institute has been filming everything and putting it on their YouTube channel. Now, this topic in and of itself, in that aspect, was very alarming alone. And it just keeps spinning in all kinds of different directions. Because we found out that when they first started doing these very odds and ends, um, all of this was actually previous to the warnings that came out in Turkey and in Jordan and several other of the uh, Arabic Muslim nations throughout the world were giving out these same warnings that this stuff needed to stop. And at first glance, none of it made sense. We're going, well, why is this happening? Why do they keep threatening about this? Why is Turkey saying that everybody needs to get up to Al-Asqa Mosque as quick as possible? Why is all this stuff going on? And then, lo and behold, we found out why. This has led to the circumstance we have taking place right now. We had a couple of uh, policemen, Drew's policemen, that were shot up on the Temple Mount. There was terrorists that had weapons up there. In the meantime, they have set up electronic uh, checkpoints. Now, apparently, within the last couple of hours, this story was released that after um, – oh, nuts. Let me uh, find that one here. Let's see. All right, hold up. Sorry about that. I thought I had that up already. 
All right, we had within the last hour that the uh, cabinet decided metal detectors will be removed from the Temple Mount after um, we had several delegates from the United States head out to Israel, and they've announced a new way of doing checkpoints that's going to cost up to 100 million shekels to implement this plan. So we have all this just absolute pandemonium is breaking out at the Temple Mount, and at the same time, some other very bothersome events have been taking place in tandem. During all of this breaking out, Netanyahu was also in Hungary, and we've talked several times about Hungary over the last few weeks. To put it nicely, folks, that is the land of Magog. To give you um, a generational history lesson, while Austria-Hungary was the instigator behind World War I, him being there in Hungary this week, at the same time, bothered me extensively. Not to mention on top of it now, because of George Soros' actions, a very high amount of anti-Semitism has broke out in that area there's it's so difficult to get to the bottom of what in the heck Soros is really doing I've caught video interviews from several years back where he's made some very disturbing statements against the Jewish people themselves and it's bothersome considering what the story is is that he also fled during the time of the Holocaust Yet at the same time where everybody's getting ticked off at him in Hungary and throughout Eastern Europe and Western Europe, as he's um, trying to bring in more of the refugees, and according to what their claims are, is he's trying to Islamize the entirety of Eastern and Western Europe. And we know how this stuff goes. You hit a wall of either which part is true and what part's not true. We don't know for certain, but one thing that is certain Anti-Semitism is flared up to an all-new extreme out in Hungary, and we have this right-wing um, leader out there as is that's trouble. We have groups flaring up out there that are essentially full-blown Nazis, and it's just all these things are rehashing. <clears throat> Making matters worse, within the last day or two, it was the anniversary of... When, in 1914, Austria-Hungary made its demands on Serbia that there was no way that Serbia ever could basically bring themselves to accepting because they were impossible. This led to the chain, which all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, they start lobbing shells at Serbia. But the problem is, in Qatar, and I think it's important to point this out right now if I haven't said it in the past... Qatar, when you go in and look at it, folks, that's the word for Qatarah. They're making these same demands on Qatar as we speak. Demands nonstop that there's no way that they can even accept. While all this has been going on at the Temple Mount, something very disturbing has been happening as well. Somebody um, from Haaretz put up a story last night. This is why Arab states are conspicuously silent on Temple Mount crisis. Egypt, Arabia, and many of these Gulf nations are not really saying anything. 
This bothers me. They're being very calm and quiet. We've had wheelings and dealings going on where they're trying to make this infamous peace deal here in Israel. At the same time, look, folks, you can go back and look over several things. At the time that Netanyahu came in, at the time of Yitzhak Rabin's assassination, which the right wing flared up that, Netanyahu's actions flared it up, and somebody showed up and shot him in the back of the head. You can see this in broad daylight. The Likud party now, which is Netanyahu's party, has the highest ratings it's ever had. Or it's had recently, and they stated if an election were to happen now, he would win, and that party would win. He was set in place to make sure that that treaty, A, was broken, that happened between Yitzhak Rabin and Arafat. Let us not forget that Arafat was assassinated. And we've had all these pretexts over the years stating that they're trying to go in there and make peace when his whole job being sent and trained from America, um, you can see him in pictures with Ronald Reagan, who was the one that started the entirety of the neocon movement going full steam ahead. They sent him over there to make sure these deals never happened. What is he doing in the background here? Because this is where I got bothered last night. We know full well. And I just made sure so, folks, that everybody can go out there and see this for themselves. I put this up on overtattentionshow.com. And for those of you that are following me on Twitter, I put a link up to it there as well. I cannot recommend this enough, folks. You need to go out and pick up this book, The Secret War Against the Jews, How Western Espionage Betrayed the Jewish People. This is written by... John Loftus, who was hired by the, um, oh, what the heck is that department, was hired by Carter within the uh, Justice Department to investigate what in the heck was going on with all the different Nazi war criminals that are all over the United States, and why is it that America was colluding with Nazi war criminals nonstop? His information is impeccable. He is a reliable source. And this will really reshape how you see how the Western world really has dealt with the Jewish people, even going back as far as when the Balfour Declaration was declared. We have to remember at this stage right now that Trump just went out. He armed all of the Arabian nations to the teeth. All of the Gulf nations have been armed to the teeth. They have been making deals the House of Saud, who has now got a new king, essentially, that has been brought in that's not supposed to be put to the throne, yet he has been, and yet they're all sitting here silent. We have seen now that America decided they were going to keep Assad on his throne. This is also moving Iran into a position where they have bases that are being set up all over the place, even coming up to the border of Jordan. Now, within all of this that's happening at the Temple Mount, Jordan is ticked off again. We just had an assassination attempt that happened at the embassy there last night in Jordan. Now, what hit me last night and where I became highly, highly, highly concerned is, look, folks, 
Netanyahu's back is against the wall. He knows full well from past experience you cannot trust the Western nations. Earlier in this year, we had it come forward that there was intelligence that was passed along by Mossad to Donald Trump, who turned around and just shot it out of his mouth to the Russian delegates that were there in his office. But never mind the fact that he met with Henry Kissinger afterwards. And we'll go down that trail some other time. This was letting the world know that, look, the Western nations once again are up to their old tricks and they're feeding intelligence to the Arabian people. Which means this is putting us in a circumstance where I began to all of a sudden it hit me last night. With what we've seen happening in the Gaza Strip, with what we've seen happening on top of it in the West Bank, the West Bank and the right wing groups on top of it, the very settler groups have went into a frenzy and they're setting up more settlements in the West Bank. The Gaza Strip, we just had a power plant not too far back down the road that was cut off so that the people there weren't able to eat all this on down the board. We've got the circumstance in Syria, like I said before. We have Iran surrounding on every level. These strange dealings with Qatar, Saudi Arabia. All of a sudden, the Arab world is being silent. And it hit me last night. No, this cannot be. He's not going to try to grab the West Bank and the Gaza Strip and the rest of Jerusalem. It bothered me so much I couldn't even think straight last night. I decided to go over and take another look at Micah. And it's, matter of fact, this is all over in the book of Micah. But there was something that really hit me as I was going through here this morning at lightning speed. As when you get into Micah 4 verse 11, it states, And now many nations have been assembled against you who say, Let her be polluted and let your eyes gloat over Zion. If you go through and read through Micah, you're going to see something strange is going on with the land and all over the place. But you go to a cross-reference, it's going to bring you to Isaiah 5 and Isaiah 17. Isaiah 5, verse 8, and it's got the nice little subtitle here in my program for the NASB, Woes for the Wicked. Woe to those who add house to house and join field to field. Until there is no more room so that you have to live alone in the midst of the land. Then you go over to Isaiah 17. You keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth looking at this. Now I'm even more highly concerned. Because of all the treachery that has been unbound on the world stage as we speak. I don't know about everybody else, but I got a bad feeling Netanyahu is about to do something that is going to set the entire Arab world aflame in one shot. And if I'm wrong, maybe stop me, or if I'm right, I don't know. I'm just looking at what's happening on the ground and going with it. Well, I'm not going to comfort you at all, because... I have failed to tell you that, Brian, that... 5777 is in Micah chapter 4 twice. It's in verse 11 and verse 13. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me explain what I just said to you. Arabic numerals come from Fibonacci, 1202. That is why God used Hebrew and Greek to give us his word. When you read a verse in Hebrew, you're either reading a sentence or you are summing an equation. That's that simple. So, no, this is no badly book. Literally, ladies and gentlemen, the year 5777. I'm sitting here looking at, verse, at both verses 11 and 13. And it plainly has in there the integer 5777. Now, I'm just telling you the facts. Brian told you uh, a little bit of the different details that's found in Micah chapter 4. But when you look at those two verses... you can plainly see uh, the ramifications of those two verses containing that, especially in relation to, well, Netanyahu. Now, Ladies and gentlemen, if you can't understand the ramifications of Micah chapter 4, verse 13, uh, prophetically speaking, um, maybe you do need to do a little bit more reading. I mean, and I understand that most of you probably have no idea what I'm, you know, <clears throat> what is being talked about there, but. Verse 13 says this, Arise and thresh, O daughter of Zion, and I will make for thine horn iron, and I will make thy hooves brass, and thou shalt beat in pieces many people, and I will consecrate their gain unto the Lord and their substance unto the Lord of the whole earth. Surely, most of you can hear all kinds of things in those verses. So, with that in mind, uh, let's get Derek's comments on what's presently going on in Israel and if the general public... Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts, Derek, on whether the general population is even worried about anything that's going on on the Temple Mount right now. Well, I would say for one, no, I don't believe they are. Um, over here in America, at least, we're so polarized with our politics, we really don't care. Um, I mean, I can't even watch news anymore. I have personally, I don't have Fox News on my TV. I don't have, I can't watch CNN. Both of them are just so opposed to each other and so playing for the team. And, it, and it's really sad because there really is no difference in the teams. 
it's all an illusion. It's all totalitarianism. But uh, that's pretty much everybody here is focused on. So I actually had not heard this news about Israel. Um, that was interesting. I can say one thing I do know with the Middle East, though. I guess this would be the other side of the coin as to what Netanyahu is doing. The Middle East right now, due to God, years of proxy wars that have been going on, well, pretty much since Sykes-Pico, ever since we cut the Middle East up after the Ottoman Empire collapsed, they have been trying to reestablish their unified government, uh, caliphate, that they call it, where a caliph actually rules over them. And it has just been a power struggle as to who would do it. Now, we had for years people like you know Saddam Hussein, who was a strong man, who kind of was content to keep things as they were, but of course we took him down. And then uh, we had all the issues going on with Afghanistan. Of course, we've been in war over there. And then lately we've had things going on with Syria. And of course, us, us and Russia have different views for what to do in Syria. Of course, we all the way back into Libya, we armed ISIS and we created ISIS as the rebel group to overthrow the uh, – not the Muslim Brotherhood, the group that was behind the, the 9-11 people. I forgot what they're called. Anyways, doesn't matter. Side point. All these groups we've been doing has been power vacuum, and now Iran's coming back into power now as ISIS is beginning to crumble. Iran is now coming back into power again. It is – these people are trying to establish who's going to be in charge in the Middle East, and right now it is looking like it's between Turkey and Iran, although if uh, perhaps if Russia wins with Syria, they will prop up the Assad regime. Uh, Russia, of course, wants to get oil pipeline control going through the Middle East, which they do not have. Uh, I believe that is one of their major goals why they're over there. Um, of course, we want oil going through the people who we are oil allies with. So yeah, this is a political mess um, that's going over there. And right now with the collapsing of ISIS, the power is shifting again. And it, everybody – it's you know we got to think of it as gang leaders or as mob rule. I mean essentially the mob over there, the head mob boss has fallen down, and new ones are trying to step up and take over for the Muslim perspective. Uh, the interesting part of all this though, let's not forget that Turkey – is a NATO ally, and much like the League of Nations, we may find ourselves politically where we do not have – we don't see eye and eye with our NATO ally, and we are sworn under NATO to protect Turkey if anything should ever happen. <laughs> if, they, if another country tries to take over Turkey, by NATO rule, we are sworn to go to war with them. And if that nation were to be another Middle East nation, that nation were to be Israel, God, who would know what happened there? Uh, so yeah, that's the, I guess that's what I have for the Muslim perspective. I had not heard about the Israel side of that. That was news to me. But I guess that's at the same time that's all happening. Here's what that was what's going on with the Muslim world. Well, Clinton, what's your take on it? Well, I wanted to piggyback on what uh, Derek said about Turkey. Uh, Turkey is very um, discouraging to me. I mean, what, what's what's happening, what's developing over there, uh, just for the sheer fact that uh, um, we know that there was an assassination attempt against uh, Erdogan. And since then, he has expanded his power drastically. Um, I mean, there's been numerous people that have been arrested and, and a lot that have been killed. And uh, now there's a, an issue with Turkey and, and uh, 
you know, Germany, uh, which is just going to continue to grow. Um, and it's, it's kind of, kind of scary to see that development because I mean, we, we know from just the, the ancient Ottoman empire and, and how powerful it was and how, uh, what kind of control it had over the middle East in its prime. Um, any kind of leader rising out of Turkey has that historical significance behind it, um, which is something we, we have to pay attention to. Um, you know, the, the other thing is, Brian was talking about the Temple Mount um, and, and the violence that's going on there. Um, and that's what, what Israel recently did by basically uh, making it so that way prayer could not happen on the Temple Mount and moving the metal detectors in was a big no-no. From, and from my understanding, the Temple Mount is run by the government of Jordan. Um, so for Israel to come in and take control of that, um, it's, it's a big deal because you're basically moving in on another country's territory, which, you know, Israel will debate that numerous ways, but that's kind of how it's set at this point. So I, I do think that what, what is developing in uh, Jerusalem is, is very, very significant. And I'm exactly with Brian. I'm, I'm worried that um, Netanyahu may believe that, you know, he has the backing of the Trump administration. And we know that the Trump administration is in, in dire straits. They're, they're in a, a lot of turmoil. And, but Netanyahu's already played his cards. He's already expanded settlements. He's already um, moved into uh, you know, the Temple Mount. Uh, they've already set up to where they're going to make infrastructure to move a uh, transit system from you know, the, the eastern part of Jerusalem to the western part. Um, so we, we see Israel already making the moves. We, we know Donald Trump has made the moves with, with Armin in the Middle East. So if the Trump administration is in trouble, unfortunately, that kind of speeds up the time frame. And if it, the Trump administration is in serious trouble, which it looks like they are, well, it just makes it move even quicker. Um, so, you know, and, and just to kind of talk about one other thing that we, we talked about before um, when we were talking about the, the MPs and the hacking and, and stuff like that, um, I, I definitely think that, you know, when it comes to everything on one grid, everything built into the Internet and how that control mechanism can be in place, it makes it very easy to take control of it. And, and I'm not necessarily sure if it, it will be intentional that it is taking someone takes control of it or shuts it down. Um, but, it's definitely something that we need to watch and pay attention to. Now, with Saudi Arabia, the, the actions there with um, removing uh, the uncle, I guess it would be, of the, the new prince that's in line, um, basically Saudi Arabia's lineage is, is it goes from brother to brother. It doesn't go to from father to son. So with the kingdom is, you know, it should go to, you know, the brother. And that was where the, the big disconnect happened is, is recently the brother was ousted. He cannot leave the palace and the power is given to his son, um, which is breaking tradition and also kind of fits in line with everything else. Um, and, you know, we, we know that what was happening in Qatar, you, you know exactly where that is headed. And you can see that in Yemen. Uh, we, we see the cholera outbreak is, is just crazy in Yemen and it spread to Sistan. And we know that the, the goal is for Qatar to have the same issue. 
And so that's why Qatar flew in, you know, I, I think it was 400 cows. So that way they could feed their populace. And they've been reaching out to both Turkey and Iran, which is also interesting, um, for assistance. Um, so that powder keg is very close to exploding, um, along with what could happen with the Temple Mount. And then on top of all this, you have Assad, who is resilient, who is, um, for lack of better term, has created the, the, the ultimate political system in Syria. And, and what I mean by that is it, it's under the guise of a democracy. It's, it's shown that, hey, this vote is the vote of the people. The only difference is Assad is, has risen system to where anyone that opposes him, well, they're gone or they will be gone. Um, I mean, his last election, he won by, I think, 97% of the votes. So, yeah, you can say, like, with the Trump administration, what Russia has said, what, what Iran has said, which is let the Syrian people vote for themselves. Let the Syrian people come up with their own leader. But, but it's rigged. It's already set up to where if Assad runs again or whoever he delegates the power to, that's going to be who is in charge. And so I don't think we've seen the, the end of Assad and, and what can develop from there and grow from there. So I'll, I'll hand it back to you, Matthew. Well, I'll give you my thoughts on the matter. I'm going to look at this using a little bit different eyes. Since how Brian brought up the year 5777, which we are currently in, Let us consider that the Lord our God, when he speaks, is telling the truth. Based on that, if I was everybody, I would keep your eyes on one of two things. I'd keep your eyes on Jupiter and Venus. What I just said just completely took you by surprise, didn't it? Well, Joel chapter 2, verse 16, has in broad daylight 5777. And the contents of that verse in Hebrew bothers me. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders. Gather the children and the nursing infants. Let the bridegroom come out of his room and the bride out of her bridal chamber. You might want to consider this, ladies and gentlemen, that, um, well, it's common knowledge. doesn't matter if you go to the ancient Chinese, Babylonians, Assyrians, doesn't matter where you go. That verse, as anybody would tell you over the past 6,000 years, that was talking about the king star and the bridal star. And it was overtly referring to their orbital paths. Now, Maybe you don't believe any of that can happen, but guess what? NASA's already mathematically proved it. 
you can go to NASA and look up the NICE model, Jupiter's Grand Tech. It is going to happen because, well, it happened before. Because that's what God says he does. It's the whole purpose why the book of Ecclesiastes was written, so that we would know that. So, if you can grasp that in your mind, and the book of Revelation plainly comes out that you are going to see the celestial twins with your eyeballs, and that this is a great and wonderful sign. So with that in mind, um, I would keep an eye on uh, Jupiter and uh, Venus, just so you all know. That's, that's personal, but I would do. Because I took down all the notes when I was a teenager. I know every time that year is in the Bible. I don't think I know. Um, I wrote it, so I mean I, I'm really familiar with it. So looking at this in those eyes, it it it, it I begin to have a, a greater understanding of why. Well, this year is inc is included in the Book of Ecclesiastes, chapter four, verse one. Because I know what he's talking about. I know why Asaph prophesied Psalm 73. Because that's exactly what Ecclesiastes 4 verse 1 says. And you can look at it yourself. By all means. Then I looked again at the acts of oppression which were being done under the sun, and behold, I saw the tears of the oppressed, and they that had no one to comfort them, and on the side of the oppressors was power. But they had no one to comfort them. That is the best way to put Psalm 73 in two verse. And it's in a verse that contains the year 5777. So that's my thoughts on it. And I just got started. I mean, I could go through an entire diatribe on this year. Now, I'm not skipping letters or doing any nonsense. I know the Hebrew alphabet and the Hebrew numbers. I'm just telling you what I'm looking at. I mean, my daughter is the one that transferred out of all the notebooks onto this uh, document that I'm looking at on my laptop. I don't think I know. I know I know. So with that in mind, okay, this is no some, uh, I'm not telling you some babbly book, you know, uh, you know, they call this skipping letters or whatever, a Bible code. No, it's not. I'm just plainly telling you that it's there in broad daylight and anybody can look at it and just add the numbers up with a calculator and that's what you're going to come up with. It's in there in those verses I just gave you. Now, what really bothers me is that, well, we have a most wondrous sign occurring this very year. Well, that's how this year goes out. It goes out with a bang concerning 
the king star, Jupiter. Now, you may not believe what God said, but this is what God said. He said that you're going to see the sign of the Son of Man, and when you do, it's going to have the fear effect of, well, some very serious heart issues, shall we say. And that's the truth. That's what, that's what God said. That when you see his sign coming, their hearts will fail them. Now, that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. So, <clears throat> I hope that um, everybody keeps their eyes on Jerusalem. And Turkey. Matter of fact, you better keep your eyes off the entertainment industry altogether, I think, as this year winds down. That's what I think. I think that, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I know exactly when the first day of fall is this year. I think by the time the first day of fall happens, I think you're all going to be paying a little bit more attention to the world around you. I really do. So we're down to 20 minutes left. Uh, Clinton, was there anything else you wanted to discuss? Well, to kind of piggyback onto this sign uh, that appears uh, on September 23rd, um, we also have the Great American Eclipse that happens on August 21st, and the you know the, the significance of this you know we we don't know, but it's it's incredibly ironic um, because it, the, the eclipse basically goes from Oregon all the way down um, kind of to South Carolina uh, crosses the entire United States um, and it's a unique eclipse for the sheer fact that uh, it, it only covers the United States um, seven years after that point there's also another eclipse which makes a giant X over the United States that kind of crosses right over where, you know, St. Louis is, that area there. Um, it's just interesting that this sign appears 33 days before the sign on September 23rd. Um, and that's just the beginning of the, the new Jewish year as well. And then you have the, the fall feast holidays that all coincide directly after that as well. So, I mean, we, we have all this stuff happening around the world. We have events that are appearing in heaven um, that are very eerie, um, to say the least, um, for this, how, how, they, how they fit. Um, and so it's, it's just uh, it's, it's kind of one of those things that we just need to watch and pay attention to what's going on. Um, you know, I mean, as things as things grow and as things develop, we we know that the the net is going to be uh, put over everyone. Um, and what I mean by that is the control mechanism. 
Um, you know, I once said a long time ago when, when this war on terror started that the only true way that we would ever win the war on terror is if we monitored every individual's actions. Because technically, and we're starting to see it now, we don't know who is the good guys, who's the bad guys, who is the terrorist groups, who's not the terrorist groups, who is on, who's telling the truth, who's not telling the truth. I mean, we, we don't know. And so the system has to be put in place to monitor everyone's actions to basically kind of prove alliance, uh, prove your loyalty um, to whatever system is what puts in place. And considering we're one month away from the eclipse and two months away from the sign that shows up in Revelation 12, um, our time may be very, very short on what is actually going to occur. Derek, your thoughts on the matter? Well, I would say looking back to what you read in the book of Joel. Very important as to the time. Uh, you, you put a picture of, of timelines on this feed, and it's important to look at and pay attention to the words that were said of blowing the trumpet, gathering the people, which is ironic because you did read the Psalm of Asaph. And pay attention to Numbers chapter 10. Learn the two trumpets. Learn what happens when the last one is blown, when that final trumpet is blown of the silver trumpets, and the people are gathered together. That stanza of 15, 16, and 17 in Joel chapter 2, that's going to come to pass. It's going to happen. And we need to be ready for it. You need to be prepared. You need to have oil in your lamps. And in the time while you're waiting, do work. Find somebody who, I mean, we're in America. Probably everybody here has heard the gospel, but find somebody who maybe hasn't heard it the right way. Share the good news of Jesus Christ to them. Let's bring as many as we can into the fold while we still have time. That's what I have. Well, I couldn't have said that better. Brian, your thoughts? Well, I know Derek summed up the thoughts that I've been stating for multiple weeks here on end now, folks. I mean, good grief. I know at least around my neck of the woods, you ain't going to get that message in the church any longer. Now, there's probably decent churches around this area. The unfortunate part is, is... I haven't come across any of them yet, at least within the... uh, Camps of the people that have surrounded me that have stated that there's something they're not. But nonetheless, you know, I want to roll this back around to a couple of odds and ends that were brought up previous here in the last discourse. Um, for one, um, I need to point this out because, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, for one, people need to understand that the way that the West has been honestly dealing with Israel as opposed to the nonsense that they're telling everybody is quite starkly contrary. And 
any leader that is in charge in Israel would know this full well. Their history, they would have been taught what's been pulled by all the Western nations on Israel on a continual basis, how they've underhandedly been betraying them over and over and over again for their oil interests to the very Gulf nations. And if Netanyahu has any intelligence going on in his mind, he knows full well not to trust the right wing uh, dealings right now with his current administration. As I said, he would have been briefed on this from day one. Do not trust them. They do not have your interests at heart. And we have seen this beyond any shadow of a doubt is already happening. And i got to go back to one other topic. Turkey was brought up. Everybody, you need to wrap your minds around the fact that on top of that, in the Bible, that is Togarmah. You're going to see that in Genesis 10, verse 3, 1 Chronicles 1, verse 6, Ezekiel 27, verse 14. But most notably, in the midst of the Ten Kings. Gomer and his bands, the house of Togarmah. Gomer is the Germanic peoples. Germany, France, uh, you had the King George took over Britain at a later stage, and still many of those come through that house within the British royalty. So this is the thing, and I forgot to mention that, I have seen very alarming things take place in Turkey as well because they're bashing down the doors of synagogues and they're attacking the Jewish people in Turkey as we speak. This is not, not good at all by any stretch of the imagination. Something else was brought up that Clinton mentioned, and I'm glad he brought this up because we need to breach a topic real quick. He brought up cholera showing up in Yemen, but here's the thing. I just did a search because of what I learned before we got on air. As a matter of fact, in fact, very shortly before we got on air. Folks, type in collar to your search engines, put in news, and take a look at how many places it's breaking out in. Everybody, you need to understand real quick what happened with Nazi Germany's chemical warfare. For one, it's common knowledge that when they were going out rounding up the scientists that America got a hold of the nuclear ones because that's what they were more interested in. Russia got a hold of the chemical warfare, but so did France. And throughout the uh, late 40s, 50s, into the 60s, they were developing strains of, well, plague for one, which is, that's Ebola, everybody, and it's been breaking out all over there. But France, on top of it, had a chemical weapons plant where they were testing in Africa on top of it. They were doing nuclear testing. They were doing testing with these varied chemical agents. One of them was cholera. And we are seeing cholera break out everywhere. Now, we talked about this time and time again, the Queen of the South. That is Yemen. I just maybe, like, surprised everybody when I said the Ten Kings. They're listening. In Ezekiel 38, everybody, Sheba is in the midst of that. And now we understand that Nazi Germany had all this chemical warfare going on, and lo and behold, we're seeing all this stuff break out all over in these key places of the non-European groupings that are listed in Ezekiel 38, 
We have them in the areas of Kush, Shaba, Tarshish. This is not good. And I'm highly concerned now that I know the fact that they were developing that. Everybody, you need to know that on top of it here, Russia and the socialist nationalist movement and Germany, the national socialist movement, okay, they were all created by one entity, the robber barons. Matter of fact, in America, they propped up both regimes. That was a little experiment of theirs they decided to create. I have not looked at this Marcone enough yet, and I really need to take a deeper look at that boy because let us not forget he came forward on a socialist platform, and nationalism has flared up. There's something fierce. So something tells me that we've got socialist nationalism playing out there, and throughout the rest of the European nations and even here in the Americas, we have national socialism breaking out. So I kind of maybe threw it into a different topic, but I think this chemical aspect needed to be addressed, but I forgot to mention something else because I said before that it takes you into Isaiah 17 when you go out of Micah 11, and it brings you to Damascus. So back over to you guys. Well, isn't that quite a spill? Um, it's hard to put the period on that sentence, Brian. But I agree with you. You know, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, the horrors that could be wrought upon everyday people by their own governments Is true horror. And you know, Derek mentioned earlier something that caught my attention. Ladies and gentlemen, you better figure this out real quick that the only one that has your best interest at heart is the Lord your God. These things are going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. Everything that we've mentioned tonight, I mean, economically, anyone that knows anything about the financial situation will tell you it's it's game over at this point. Weapons of warfare, weapons of mass destruction, ladies and gentlemen, these things are all coming down the barrel. And the only one, I assure you, that has your personal best interest at heart, it's his hands that created you. 
and it was his son that offers you salvation. And that's a fact. And all the cholera in the world cannot kill you if he is with you. I mean, look at all the horrors that were unleashed upon Pharaoh. Yet the children of the Lord thy God were just fine. In the midst of the darkness of his judgment, they did shine. Do you think the Democrats have your best interests at heart? You're deceived. If you think the Republicans have your best interests at heart, you are deceived. If you think the corporation that you're working for has your best interest at heart, you're deceived. The only one that has your best interest at heart is the Lord thy God. And seeing how his is the first thing that is stated and the last thing that is stated, I strongly suggest you begin to reorientate your point of origin, your vantage point. Instead of moving in a direction to where you want to be, you all need to start considering where it is that he is going because that's where you need to get to. You know, we all get so very distracted, don't we? When at the end of the day, you can talk with Einstein, you can talk with, you know, all the great minds on planet Earth. You can talk to your preacher. You can talk to your wife. You can talk to your daughter. But at the end of the day, if you haven't spoken to the Lord your God over the course of that day, you've completely and absolutely wasted your time. And time is something you are running out of. Well, everybody, uh, Derek, you first get on here and say your closing thoughts and give out uh, your websites, whatever, uh, your social networking pages, whatever you want to do. And uh, then, Clinton, you jump on here and say goodbye. Bri, you last. Well, thank you for the time to get to come together and talk about the Lord, talk about the Scripture, talk about the things that are to come. We know Scripture says that we're two or more gathered. The Lord is there with us. And, of course, most of the rest of this country doesn't have the blessing of being the Bible Belt as I am, so we probably don't have as good of a strength of a church network as there is here, and even here is declining massively. So 
to some of us, to many of us, this is the only way we have fellowship and gathering with like-minded people. But yes, let us be thankful. Matthew, you said it best. We need to be in prayer. We need to be in prayer often. And in prayer, we need to pray for others, not only for ourselves. Remember to pray for those in need as the time runs closer and closer. You know, there's a line drawn in the sand where no more get taken. And as we approach that line in the sand, time is running out for those who can still be saved. There's still plenty in the world left to be saved. There's still plenty who need to be refined along the way. So let us pray for them and let us pray for those in the world. And as Matthew said, let us all always be in prayer. And that is what I have. Thank you. You know, everyone, uh, I wanted to, you know, just say thank you for your support to the Enchant Uh, You know, we're, our listenership is growing, and, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, as as time draws on and, and these developments grow and, and get crazier and crazier, which every day they keep getting crazier and crazier, um, we need to make sure that we, we have our eye on the prize. And... What I mean by that is, is we need to remember that this is all designed, that this is all planned out, that we're along for the ride. And, and our goal and our job during this time is to make sure as many people as possible understand and find the relationship with, with our Savior. So that way they, they know and they can see it coming. And when they have that conversation with the man upstairs, it's a happy conversation, not the opposite one. So thank you, everyone. Uh, easiest way to, to find us, um, you know, we always have the news articles on our Twitter accounts. Um, so if you ever have any questions about uh, anything you hear, that's, you know, hit us up there on, on the websites as well. Thank you. And I guess I'm last here. I would have to agree with everything that was certainly said there and folks we need to keep our eyes on a whole lot of situations right now the unfortunate factor I think that was brought up earlier is a vast majority at least within the western world are looking around and have gotten caught up in this conception that we don't need to be concerned about any of these things that are happening on the earth when we have massive developments that are taking place at lightning speed Folks, you need to stay in prayer. You need to get into the Word. You need to get your heads out of the entertainment and start paying attention to everything that's around you. You need to be seeking after those which are lost, not the ones they put on their lists within the crusader element of these uh, places. No, it doesn't matter who these people are. They need to be your concern. Those in need need to be your concern. Get the nonsense out of your head do what is right, and all will be well. And this is the simplicity of it. On that day, everybody's going to know. When the great day of he who sits upon the throne takes place, that angel's going to go out with the gospel for the whole of the world. Now, which side of this do you want to be on in that equation? Do you want to be on that side that's going to show up there and get nuked from the face of the planet with this little... Coalition with Gog and Magog? 
or do you want to be the one that's seeking after those which are lost, even in that time when it comes? I deal with people around here that want everybody rounded up and taken into the street and thrown in camps and this, that, and the other thing. You know what? Those people that they deem as being wicked and evil in their minds, those are the people I want in my presence. Remember that. Always keep these things in mind. And keep an eye on the prize. That's ultimately, no matter what good or bad may come, keep your eyes on that day when the Lord returns. Everything else fades away. With that said, uh, everybody knows how to get a hold of me over at attentionshow.com, thebandsoftime at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at overt attention show in these last few seconds or minutes over to Matthew here ladies and gentlemen you know the Lord my God forged me in my mother's womb and you'd be surprised what I can do but it is time that all of you remember That's exactly the same hands that forged you in the exact same way. Most of you have been trained to think that there is nothing you can do. Ladies and gentlemen, God don't waste his time, nor does he waste his breath, even on the likes of you. My name is Matthew Miller, and as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.